0: This is Annie Grace, and you are listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace, author of this Naked Mind, and I am answering readers' questions today. I have a question from Claire. She says, "Hi, Annie, I've watched so many of your Q and As, and I've read your book and Jason Bales, and I consciously get." all of it, Um, but it seems that one area that isn't covered is, I know alcohol doesn't taste nice, I know it's bad for my body, I know I'll hate myself tomorrow, but for now, right now, I just wanna lose myself. And I like that alcohol does that for me. I'm totally aware that I drink to just F my brain up just for a little while, can you help me with that one? I've just done day six, I'm a regular drinker who would like to cut back or stop. Um, Claire, that's such a good question, because to be honest, like, I can write a book about all the things that alcohol actually doesn't do. You know, it doesn't relax us, certainly not over time, even though it feels like it in the moment. It doesn't increase our pleasure in life. Uh, It actually drastically decreases from pleasure in life. And all these things I can prove scientifically and um, with tons of internal and external evidence that, you know, alcohol doesn't actually do a lot of what the advertisements tell us it will do. It doesn't increase connection. It doesn't end loneliness, all these things. But to your point, does it make you lose your mind? Does it make your brain turn off when your brain won't stop? Uh, Does it just obliviate you in a way. And yes, yes, that's what alcohol does. That's what it says on the tin. That's what it does. If you drink, you will eventually become unconscious because it makes your neurons fire slower. Your process, thought processes slow down and you drink enough. It will make you pass out. It erases your ability to think and it numbs you to the point where you can no longer function and you can no longer use your senses. It dulls your senses. And so if if you are drinking to erase what's going on in your head, alcohol will do that for you. And I want to be really upfront and honest about that because I'm not going to try to convince you of something that alcohol won't do. Alcohol will numb and obliviate you. It will take away your senses and your memory. It will lessen your ability to be present in reality um, and ultimately to the point you become unconscious. So I'm not going to argue that point. That's a fact. That's what alcohol does. Uh, They used to use it as an anesthetic in order to make people pass out during surgery. They stopped using it because it was so highly toxic and dangerous. They found other things that were less toxic than alcohol. But it will numb and erase your thoughts and your thinking. So so the question isn't uh, will it do that or not because it's clear that it will. The question is why, Claire, in your life do you want to do that? Why do you not want to be present in your own life? What is it about your life that's going on that is so hard to show up and be present for? And why do you want to turn off your thoughts? Now, thinking is interesting because our thoughts can run away with us. I mean, it is literally, if you sit here and you observe your thinking and you realize, okay, this chatter that's happening, if somebody was sitting across from you chattering like that you would pretty quickly tell them to shut up and get out of here because it's so frustrating to have an incessant noise all the time. So there's an element of our own mind that can be incredibly aggravating. And there's lots of different techniques. I've just read a book recently called The Untethered Soul. And it's great about being very practical about addressing your thoughts and your thinking. And the unfortunate thing about thinking is that not only is 80 to 90% of your thoughts repetitive from yesterday, 80 to 90% of your thoughts are also negative. So if you are trapped in this thinking cycle, um, it can be pretty, pretty destructive and there can be a huge want and need just to turn off thought for the sake of turning off thought. Now the good news is there's a lot of science and a lot of techniques about how to do that, a few resources that I recommend. I absolutely love Byron Katie. She has an amazing YouTube channel. She talks about just really practical ways to get a hold of your thinking and 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 turn out around your thoughts. I hugely recommend Dr. Amen, and he came up with something called ANTS, and those are. Um, automatic negative thoughts. And so just really becoming aware and observing your automatic negative thoughts helps to diffuse them, helps to kind of what he calls an ant killer. And so that's really good. So I'd I'd Google both of those things and then that book, The Untethered Soul. But there's a huge amount of things that can just help to get a hold of that thinking uh, from mindfulness, just taking some time to really focus your mind. Uh, But if there's other things that you're trying to numb from, you know, if there's trauma, I mean, the truth is the truth is that you need to come to terms with and look at and help deal with those things, because if you're trying to drink to erase, you need to understand what is it that you're trying to erase from, what is it you know so bad about life? because everything, and this is the great news from your thinking to you know, trauma, it can be helped with the right resources. It can be fixed. You can make it so 80 to 90% of your thoughts are recurring and positive instead of recurring in negative. And you can see huge transformational shifts in your level of joy. But in order to do any of that work, you have to be able to show up and be present for it. I think one of the most unfortunate things about our culture is that we have taught ourselves to to not accept pain. We have said we shouldn't, we don't deserve it, we should never have to deal with pain. Well, the reality, one of the principal laws of the universe is that almost everything that's good and beautiful came from a period of pain. What's the number one thing a seed has to do to become a tree? it has to cease being a seed. The seed has to break out of itself, which is a painful process. It has to go down and create roots before it can go up. You know, think about childbirth, one of the most profound examples of so much joy through so much pain. And that is just a principle. And so by telling ourselves that we should never experience pain, we turn it off before we even start to listen to what it has to teach us. And maybe in these moments of, I wanna turn off my brain, sitting there with it, letting it be, accepting it, saying, okay, pain, you're here, sadness, you're here, that's okay. What does this feel like these things can be really empowering because number one it will teach you that it's not always as scary as it seems number two you're so much stronger than you realize you can sit with some of this pain and discomfort and number three when you sit with it you learn about it and you learn what exactly it is and you learn how to fix it because you as a human being have this incredible capacity to make mindful choices to find the right solutions for yourself um, and the next thing that I'd say is, if you're struggling with this, is really, really clearly defining your why. You're on day six. That's phenomenal, by the way. It's it's incredible. And And by the way, day six, that's like when the last dregs of the alcohol are leaving your system. So physiologically, you're going to start to feel incredibly better, which is huge. But... Why are you on day six to begin with? There's a why there. There's a deep-seated reason that you've decided to endure this change and that you've decided to change in general. There's a why there, and articulating it and really becoming mindful of what that is will give you the strength to sit with the pain to understand where this journey is headed, where you're going on this journey. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. One of the things that I did is I came up with my non-negotiables. And these were things that were more important to me than alcohol. And so they were things that I never wanted to, you know, lose my memories of certain times in my life, especially when my kids are small and it's all going so fast anyway. And I didn't want to, these were things that for me, non-negotiable, I was going to, even if it was painful, choose these things, these people over alcohol, no matter what. And that didn't mean the first time, that just meant as an evolution, I was gonna keep these things top of mind. So I'd challenge you to come up with like your own set of these non-negotiables. What are the things? Because the truth is, and this is my opinion, I think saying getting sober can be the wrong goal. Um, Not to say there isn't a lot of joy in an alcohol-free life, But when you are focused on getting sober for the sake of getting sober, it can feel uh, not as empowering as it can feel if you are focused on what you want, these non-negotiables, living this life and retaining all of your memories, being able to rekindle the joy that you had when you were a child because you've let your brain detoxify and regain homeostasis from all of the depressant that alcohol is and all the hormones that it's been releasing into your body for years and years. These things, you know, and and letting being alcohol free be a tool instead of the destination, a tool to living your best life can reframe the entire conversation for you. So that instead of wanting to just numb for the sake of numbing, you're saying, "I'm, I'm going on a journey here and how can I best accomplish and get through this journey? So anyway, I think it's a phenomenal question because you're right. There's so many things that I can say yes, I can prove to you that alcohol doesn't relax you over time. I can prove to you that alcohol doesn't make you happier, but I can't prove to you that alcohol doesn't make you unconscious. And um, the truth is you just need to say, well, why do I wanna be unconscious in this life? And what is it that I actually need to do the work on to fix? And maybe it's as simple as just getting a hold of your thought patterns, or maybe it's something you know deeper that you wanna go into, but sitting with it and being present for it That's where all the answers are. So thank you so much for such a brave question. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.